Hello, and welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, the podcast about all the things that scare the shit out of us and a few things that don't. And I'm sitting across from the lovely Rebecca. How are you today? <laughs> I think that's the first time you've ever called me that. Um, I'm good. Are you fearing anything today? I am. I'm fearing my Halloween costume I wore to a party last night. Was it? Please tell me it wasn't a sexy tampon. <laughs> it was a sexy tampon. You're joking. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. I did it. You have Um, photos of it? No, that's the weird part. I'm not even sure anybody took any pictures. I'm like, how did I not get photographic evidence of this? The one I wore was a white (laughs) denim miniskirt, a red t-shirt, and then I got some rope and dipped the rope in fake blood. And once it dried, I tied it to the back of my white miniskirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here's my here's my proof of what I did can you see the back of my skirt yeah can the you red paint came off onto the back of my white skirt is it gonna be rain this thing costs eight dollars on Amazon so I have no idea well listen it sounds pretty cool my only thing is I don't feel like you were all in on it because why I mean if with proper tampon execution right the blood is going to be on the tampon part not just on the no I my red t-shirt that was the blood and I have more oh wig. okay all right okay as See, long as it's red on red on top and the string bottom, attached and to the, the blood string part. is also gonna have some blood <laughs> okay all right I was just making sure that this made sense logically it no, sounds it pretty was horrible and disgusting but I did it anyway next year I can help you make the bottom part a little more tampon now, I'm not gonna be a sexy tampon again that's, that's a one-time thing. You need to be a sexy poo emoji now, remember? Oh, I'm totally in for that. Okay. I just need to exercise, lose a little bit more weight so I can put on that brown bra and panties. It's basically wearing a brown bra and panties, a poop emoji hat, and like having a purse that looks like a roll of toilet paper. Well, are you going to wear like, you have to wear like really high brown heels or something? Then totally. Too, right? Yeah. Okay. Although well, with my plantar fasciitis, it makes it a little less sexy. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Well, next time maybe I could wear just like brown sketchers or something. Well, make sure that you get um, photographic evidence. I didn't even realize till this morning. I don't even think anybody took any pictures. But anyway, that's fun. Cool. I'm impressed. What are you fearing today? I'm fearing the spread of memes in our culture, and particularly how memes are passed on from person to person without any thought as to whether or not the meme is dangerous. There's some memes that encourage people to engage in behaviors that are dangerous. There are some memes that cause mass panic. There are memes that lead to, and God bless them, these older folks, people that I knew when I was a kid that are like my parents' age. They're the ones that are getting targeted by robocalls and stuff and getting scammed by people. They just don't understand how social media works and they believe everything that's sent to them. They're the worst offenders. And this very sweet lady that I knew from church is constantly passing forward memes. And one that she passed forward the other day showed a picture of a car with a gasoline tank that had a blue piece of painter's tape on it. And it said, beware, someone is out there putting fentanyl laced blue painter's tape on people's gas tanks to kill them. So if you rip off this piece of blue painter's tape, you'll get a lethal dose of fentanyl and stroke out right on the spot. So that's a bit the basic gist of the meme. So then I'm like, okay, it struck me as false the minute I saw it. The first thing that jumped out at me is people don't give away their fucking fentanyl. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? No, that is not real. People who have fentanyl, they use the fucking fentanyl. Right. Or they sell the fentanyl. If you have the opportunity to get a lethal dose of fentanyl, you're not going to put it on some painter's tape and give it away. Of course. That's all I needed to hear. And I know it's not real. Exactly. But secondly, painter's tape is not something that you can lace with something as a distribution device for drugs. The top of painter's tape is not a sticky surface. So if you put fentanyl on it and it was outdoors, the lethal dose would dissipate, first of all. But then if it was on the sticky side, when you peel something off, you just pinch it with your fingers and peel it off. You don't like peel it off and then rub it all over your hand. When my mom had cancer, they gave her fentanyl patches. So I think this is where it's coming from, the idea of the fentanyl patch. But the way a fentanyl patch works 
it releases slowly from this pouch that has a lot of fentanyl in it. And the exterior surface of it slowly melts away the fentanyl into your system, right? It's not, the technology aspect of it doesn't make any sense. But I mean, when somebody makes a claim like that, why would you just pass it forward? Because the big message behind it was like, this isn't surprising how shitty people are these days. So the first thing I did was I clicked on the comments. I thought, surely somebody is going, hey guys, this is a hoax. But no, it was just person after person saying, how sad, I'm so disappointed in people. Like it was just immediate belief in it. So the next thing I did was I Googled fentanyl-laced painter's tape and a ton of articles came out that it was a hoax. This is from Snopes from October, 2021. So this is pretty recent. So this is a fairly new meme. So they talk about, it says, one popular way to create viral social media content is to take an innocuous occurrence and tie it to a nefarious act. These pieces of scare lore have involved everything from errant zip ties are a sign of sex trafficking, rubber bands on doorknobs are a sign of impending burglary. This warning is not based in reality. There have been no police reports about people lacing painter's tape with fentanyl and placing it on random cars to kill random people. Furthermore, briefly touching fentanyl is not lethal. <laughs> The issue was examined by a number of toxicologists in 2017 who found that it's impossible to overdose from accidentally touching fentanyl. The odds are zero. So for anyone that's afraid of this, there you go. So would you like to hear the origins of this story? Oh boy, would I. When you hear the origins of it, it actually makes it even worse. It appears to have originated with a September 4th Facebook post that now has more than 200,000 shares. This is an exchange that happens on Facebook between this guy, Marky, and his niece. Okay. So his niece posts, Uncle Marky, it's from the car wash, LOL. Stella just told me you guys got a car wash too at the same place. It's not fentanyl they put on your gas tank, so it won't open up. I got my car wash this morning, and then she has a whole bunch of laughing face emojis. So how does someone get from seeing the painter's tape on their car and not remember they just got a goddamn car wash and instead leap to fentanyl and then leap from fentanyl to murder well i don't understand that connection i'm assuming it was a weird joke that he just someone made. went oh fentanyl oh murder like no i think he said in his post oh that he was joking when he just when he made it up or something well first of all he's not admitting that it was a joke he's like dodging it but his niece and his sister are both like saying, this is fake, but it's already been put out there and posted 50 million times. Bizarre, mm. right? Mm. Okay, so there was a scare like this that was kind of similar in the 80s about AIDS needles. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. And the one about gang initiations, if you tell someone their car lights are off by flashing your lights at them, then that's a, they'll shoot you dead. Like those urban myths have been around forever. And if you dive into them, they go, there's never been a police report of anything like this ever happening. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but the interesting thing to me about this one is you can trace it back to the dude who created it. We don't know who created the gang initiation headlight one or the AIDS needle thing, you know, but this one, we know who did it and, and people are still passing it around without verifying it. Yeah. So apparently in June of 2018, this is another Snopes article. The Feedy TV website published an article headlined, HIV infected needles found in public. Take only two minutes of your time to save your life. The text of the article recounted supposedly recent incidents of unsuspecting persons being jabbed with HIV infected needles left in movie theater seats. Apparently this particular falsehood has been around before the internet. So. It went around in the 1980s. It went around all the way back to the 1930s. Of course, they didn't have HIV then. Somebody was infecting somebody with something. The needle man stories ripped through New Orleans at various times in 1920s and 30s, each time sending women into hysterics. There was never any credible reason to believe that such men existed. This was the idea that there was a guy with the needle that was injecting people with something and then suddenly they were sex slaves or something happened to them so this Were has been going around recently of the, the guy who did inject people no i haven't heard about it's that happened, it happened recently a guy was going around 
doing this and he was in line at the grocery store and he got caught because the woman felt it like in her in her butt and turned around you know and ended up the police got there and got him right he had jabbed her with a needle and injected her and they went to his car and they found what he was injecting people with okay what do you think it was marie bleach no his own <laughs> semen oh gross that's gross <laughs> of course that's gross but what you said it's gross too but he was literally injecting people like what was your plan there she's not gonna get pregnant bruh anyway like that was that literally what he new, was doing that puts new meaning to butt babies don't live <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so this creeper i'll find his picture somewhere i'll show it to you before we get done with the show but yeah he was he actually did it oh gosh well, the Snopes article does say that there were two instances in different places where somebody had taped a needle to a movie theater seat, but nobody got AIDS from it. They just got startled by being poked in the ass Yeah, with the needle. The, the idea of the AIDS is like, where are you getting all these needles? <laughs> like, you just, you like, like, what do you, you test a needle for AIDS and then you stick it in a movie theater? What are you, what are you talking about? I mean, I think all the AIDS needle stuff was an attempt to kind of turn people against yeah. the, gay, the gay community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's our, one of the things that these urban legends or these things do is they try, you know, in, in a way, a lot of them try to do that, is to get you to think of like the gang members, you know, you're supposed to be scared of. The, or fentanyl, whatever, the fact that fentanyl is now people's mm -hmm. drug of choice. Mm -hmm. So obviously these things are crafted to motivate people in some way whether it's to just stir up more anger about the downfall of culture and society or to make people more and more afraid. And as we know, fear can be a strong motivator to lead people to do bad things. Yes, and all of these things create a very strong vibe of them, the other. Be scared mm. of the other. And there's, a, there's us and a them, you know? and. We are not them and they are not us. And now look at this, they want to kill us. It's not bad enough that they're going around doing drugs or that they're going around being gay. They want to kill us too. Right. You know? I mean, right. It just pulls at the worst part of us. And I don't know why I was struck by your whole, it's bad enough that they're going around being gay thing. <laughs> I've had enough of them going around being gay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I swear to you, like when there's a stereotype, a lot of the times, there's some truth to it and there's this stereotype you know of, of people saying don't get me wrong I don't have a problem with gay people and then they pronounce that they have a gay friend or something you know oh yeah yeah I'm the I least actually, homophobic person ever I know a gay guy and I right and right but the one that I've been hearing lately and these are from people who I do not consider to be homophobic at all right is uh I don't care about people being gay. I just don't understand why they have to throw it in our faces all the time. I hear people that I had no idea yep. were homophobic at all say this. It's been very recent too. Yes. And I'm like, I just want to go, well, what about all these heterosexual people that for years have been throwing their heterosexuality and everything? Exactly. Like Sharon Stone, for instance, so much heterosexuality being just thrust in everyone's faces. How dare she? Bad enough that she goes around being heterosexual. But why right. does she have to throw it in my face? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I did not need to see that big old the JJ, right? <laughs> the notorious VAG. Did not need Do to see Do you want to see our semen injector? Please. And here's the funny thing, okay? His name, if you take the word semen and add a T after the S, that's his name. His last name is Steeman. Steaming. Steaming the semen injector. <laughs> Steaming can't resist getting his steaming semen all over the women. Yeah, he got 10 years in prison for that little stunt. Um, I'm just thinking like he should be like a super villain. The semen injector. <laughs> Steaming the semen injector? Yeah. It does sound like a super villain. Yeah. yeah. I am he, the semen injector. Like, <laughs> 
the ambiguously gay duo or like the aggressively gay duo to take him down. <laughs> yeah. He's injecting everyone with substandard semen. <laughs> Nobody wants your semen steaming. <laughs> Keep your semen steaming to yourself. He must have dropped out of school before health class. Cause... Yeah, like eighth grade health, you would have learned that didn't work. <laughs> so for all the people out there that are creating memes to try and wreak havoc, come on, at least try to base it in science, right? Or sure. maybe they, they don't need to. Maybe not. Because our parents are more than willing to believe anything. They, what the heck happened? It was just a real innocent time for our parents, right? And they just didn't bother to like inject themselves with some knowledge. <laughs> Perhaps they didn't have to inject themselves with knowledge. No, they just were able to live in this, you, you know, bucolic, uh, idyllic existence. Well, where... there wasn't a, a fucking nut job Russian bot farm over there trying to fuck with their heads. That's, you know, I mean, it's a real thing. It's mind control stuff. It sounds like Manchurian candidate stuff, but it really is. It's real. It's true. In fact, after we discuss a few more memes, there is now the study of memology. Well, it is a way of communicating, you know, and we do study rhetoric and I, I'm a big proponent of studying rhetoric. So yeah, it makes sense that that would be a part of communication, how you would study it and investigate, you know, yeah. how those messages come across and stuff. Yeah. It's a big area of study now. It's quite fascinating. All right, so there's another category of memes. Obviously, we've discussed political memes and things like that. But there's a category of meme that can lead to people really hurting themselves. And those are internet challenge memes. I wanted to mention a couple of the most dangerous ones. And kids tend to be very susceptible to these. Yeah. So there's one called the knife game. Have you heard about that? That sounds awesome, though. So that's where, you know, people lay their hand out on the table like this and they take a knife and hit through the like center. Like the thing from Alien? Yeah. Like you the know thing what I'm talking about when the, yeah. when the robot does that on Alien? Yeah. So they're doing that and they're singing this song and then they go faster and faster and faster. It's almost like chicken. And of course, you know what the results of that can be, right? Oh my God. Yes. So another one is the bikini bridge hoax. So here's a picture right here. Speaking of vaginas. Do you see this picture of this woman's butt? Oh, she's got, she's pointing down, look like she's playing beach volleyball and giving signals. She probably is playing beach yeah. volleyball. And give, but they use that as a meme to show that if you want to know if you could be a model or if you're of a certain beauty quality, that the way you find out whether your weight is correct is whether or not your inner thigh area touches or not. So if you have the thigh gap, then you're sexually attractive, you're beautiful, whatever. Show me that picture. What does that picture have to do with that? That's one of the memes that they were using. You see where she's pointing? Yeah. Okay, this, is, this is a woman who look, looks like she's pointing to the middle of her buttocks yeah she is so it's that part right below where your butt connects oh that's where you're supposed to have a space exactly so if you have a space there that means that you are beautiful enough to to be your your weight is good you're you could be a model oh my god i want to jump off a bridge myself (laughs) oh my god so it says here experts are concerned that the bikini bridge could encourage eating disorders as impressionable young women and men could possibly go to great lengths to achieve this look when someone has an eating disorder, they will actually view it as a challenge. Do they have the bridge or the thigh gap? There's certain things that are achievable and not achievable based on the shape of your body. It doesn't have to do with what you eat or don't eat. Like there was another thing going on. It's right here, right above your breastbone, achieving that line. There's a name for that too. But that was also a sign of being fit is whether or not you have this straight line coming down right here. So that's, so let me ask you this. From what you've read, this is where, for me, it gets really scary and dangerous. First of all, we do know that studies have shown that Instagram has influenced young girls to feel like they need to be skinny, 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 even if it's unhealthy, Mm -hmm. you know? But then there's also, for me, like, can you promote being thin as a result of living a healthy lifestyle without it being thin is the point, you know? Or because it's one thing to only focus on that particular gap in your little top of your buttocks by area it's another to go you know what you really should eat healthier and drink less and you know 
No, that's one of the things that I like about uh, women getting fit as opposed to thin, because there are a lot of influencers and women out there that would still be considered plus size in our culture who are rock hard and super fit. They're not thin, thin, thin. And it, then there are women who are, you know, a lot of fashion models for a long time had this issue. And I don't know if they still do. I can't pay attention. But fashion models who are skinny obese because they don't have any level of muscle right. under their skin. Right. That is super unhealthy too. I don't mind saying this. It's interesting. We're both tall, right? You're, but you're a little taller than me, which we've established. <laughs> you feel, are you like legally obligated to remind me of that every time we talk about it? I don't know. So I, would you say, would you say that you and I are similarly boned? I know this is a thing that. No, we we do not have the same body type at all. No, I don't think. No, we don't. Okay. I do have, I have very wide hips. That's just something. I do not. I got birth and I got birth and hips. Birth and hips. Yeah. So. <laughs> God, I do. I have really wide hips. I'm like one of those people that might walk into the room from behind a countertop and everybody everyone will be like wow she's very thin and then I come around the counter and it's like whoa what just happened there talking about yourself that way the, pair, the pairs come well but my point is even at my thinnest I'm probably going to be a size eight for that reason and I've heard people say size eight is plus size oh I know <laughs> but anyway we kind of like went off on one but that's one of the the things that's out there promoting dangerous behavior okay so you've heard of the cinnamon challenge apparently the cinnamon challenge has increased in popularity on youtube with seventy thousand mentions per day at its peak the challenge's objective is to film oneself swallowing a spoonful of ground cinnamon in under a minute without drinking anything oh, simple God. enough but the seemingly innocuous challenge can do some real damage. Cinnamon dust is caustic in large doses and cannot be digested without water. By inhaling the dust, teens run the risk of inflaming or scarring their lungs. Okay. We're probably the same kids who tried to eat laundry detergent. Luckily, there've been no deaths reported from this challenge, but in 2012, Michigan teen Deja Reed spent four days in the hospital with an infection and a collapsed lung after doing the challenge. Ow. She was going in and out of consciousness. She couldn't breathe and she turned pale, her father said. So I'm uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, serious, uh, uh. right? Do you remember the knockout game? No. So this was where you find an unsuspecting person that's just standing on the street and you punch him in the face. You haven't heard of Haven't people always done that? and gone to prison here's how it works board teams with nothing better to do than find an unsuspecting victim knock them out with a sucker punch what makes the meme dangerous is not only the act perpetuated but how the media is reporting the crimes reports that the game is new widespread and is always black on white or overhyped if not completely false there is no proof the attacks are racially motivated there was something going around about gang members doing this as an initiation oh. And people love to talk about gang initiations like we know what the fuck we're talking about, you know? We just sit around and say shit and it doesn't have any connection to reality. Just makes people want to be scared of the other, like I said earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, you remember in Back to the Future where Alex car surfs? Yeah. That's a phenomenon that's been around for a while too. People car surfing for memes. Did you ever watch The Bird Box on Netflix? Oh, I remember that challenge. Yes, I did see that movie. Yes. Basically, people are blindfolded so they don't see some presence, right? And right. they engage in regular activities while blindfolded. Somehow this inspired a meme to encourage people to try and do things while blindfolding, while blindfolded. And I'll, I'll read this one to you. Layton City car accident. On January 11th, 2019, in Layton City, Utah, a 17-year-old driver collided with another car on Monday, January 7th, 2019. According to reports, she had attempted to draw, drive while blindfolded with the 16-year-old passenger in the car. Luckily, no one died. Here's what the cars looked like after the accident. So it's a pretty serious car accident. Oh my God. Um, it's crazy how many of these types of 
memes are out there. There was another in Pasadena, Texas, there was a social media post that actually led to a murder. That's what I wanted to get to. Give me some violence. Yeah. Pasadena, Texas, a man was shot to death during a fight over a meme making fun of a gang posted on social media. The meme poked fun at a gang known as the Red Bluff Blood. <laughs> okay. Charging. <laughs> you want to you take a risk and uh, make fun of that name, Marie? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Red Bluff Bloods. <laughs> guys, I'm sure you're all tough as fuck, okay? <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm sure you guys are super murderous, but you got to work on that name. <laughs> The name is is your problem. <laughs> Sounds like when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the person who posted the meme was challenged to a fight by a member of the gang. Two opposing groups showed up and began fighting. One of the men supporting the person who posted the meme was shot and killed by a member God. of the gang. I'm sorry. Shot? What? He shows up for a fight and gets shot? That's not fair. <laughs> right. Shot by one of the members of the Red Bluff Bloods. Too much alliteration. The shooter is 19-year-old Fabian Rojas. These names are fabulous, right? They do sound like they're the Sharks versus the Jets. Jesus Maldonado and Fabian Rojas win the MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. <laughs> best Fight that ends <laughs> in a fight choreography. Yeah. And then it's like that so he, Rojas, Indiana Jones movie where he pulls out the gun and shoots the right. guy who wants to fight him. Yeah. So Rojas, first of all, he should be held for criminal charges on this haircut that he has. Because it's like his mom put a bowl on his head and cut around it. It's pretty I bad. I see. Show me. Well, let's see. Can you Google? Yeah. While I'm reading you this so you can see his haircut. He's the murderer or the he's, murder victim? He's the murderer. Um. Oh, my God. He should go to prison for that hair. Right? It's literally like someone put a bowl on his head. But then it's also like John and Kate plus eight hair. Kate, remember that Kate, what's her name hair? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hair is a crime against humanity. Exactly. But aside from committing that crime, he's also has a criminal history that includes graffiti, theft, public intoxication, animal cruelty, three priors with trust processing. You, You really need to go to prison, bruh. You're just done with you. Society does not need you. You're adding nothing to anyone's life. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So are you going to talk about the milk crate challenge? I I have a few more. Let's see if that one's on my list. We've got planking. That was years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was based on a meme. I had some students do that in my class. It was really weird. <laughs> also, there was a, a thing going around with the fireworks. There was a video of a kid putting a Roman candle in his butt and shooting off fireworks. And then, tell me about that. Yeah. And then, that on the show. and then people putting fireworks on their head and getting killed. And there's a whole thing now, like that stupid gender reveal pyrotechnics. Oh, yeah. The gender reveal deaths. That stuff's serious too. You'll stop. <laughs> so, the milk crate challenge, I've never watched one of the videos and I only Googled it for the very first time now. So, I don't want to support us in any way. So all I'm doing is reading about the headline. So if you've seen the videos, then you can describe it better. But apparently they stack milk crates and you're supposed to march up it or run up it or run up and down it in some way. And then people are falling and and seriously injuring themselves. A woman was, I think, paralyzed in Dallas or in the Dallas area. Their legs are getting broken. They're breaking their pelvises. And then it says serious injuries, but have there been any deaths is the question. And apparently there was a shooting death related to it. Can we not bring guns to milk crate challenges, people? That would be great. Drive-by shooting in Shreveport, Louisiana, when a group of friends was attempting to walk over the pyramid of plastic crates without it toppling over. And when one of the people reached the top, gunfire rang out and 21 more or more rounds could be heard in rapid fire on a video filmed by the bystanders. Fuck 21, what are you doing? You know, we talked about the first kind of meme, which is the scare tactic meme. And then you have this type of meme challenges people. So for instance, we've talked numerous times about how I don't think that video games or movies cause people to commit murders, because I don't. I think that a murder or rape is something that's in someone's mind and they just happen to copy something they see because they're not very creative. But in these instances, it's kind of like if you watched a movie about a guy raping and murdering women, and then at the end of it, the guy's like, 
now it's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't feel like regular entertainment does this. I feel like these memes are encouraging people to engage in dangerous behavior. So with the fentanyl painter's tape and the AIDS needles and all that, what leads a seemingly intelligent person to suddenly go, I'm not going to research this at all. I just believe it. It's the same thing with these challenge memes. There's a gap in people's thinking, right? So in normal everyday life, non-meme life, I would say I'm not going to skateboard off of my roof because I'll probably break a leg or kill myself. Because you're not a stupid person. So, But then you go to a meme or a YouTube video or something and you see people skateboarding off the roof. You're challenged to do the same. And maybe they look at it and they go, well, that person didn't die from skateboarding off the roof. So maybe it's okay. Or it's hilarious seeing these people choke on cinnamon. I Do you actually watch any of those videos? No. I'm not into- I can't watch any of them. I'm not really into people self-harming. I do think some of the videos where people fall and stuff are kind of funny, but I don't think they're doing it to get as a challenge. It's just like, they, you know, like James wishes he would have got me on camera breaking that board in karate, but that wouldn't have been to encourage other people to knock themselves out breaking a board in karate. (laughs) Knock yourself out? Yeah. So I decided I wanted to take Taekwondo. And not a lot of adults my age are taking Taekwondo around here. So when it was the, from going to white belt to yellow belt, I had to take a the test. And in the testing area, I mean, there's probably like a hundred people there, parents there to see their kids test up to the next level. And because I was white belt, it was me and like five kindergartners testing. And you have to do this. So that site is already hilarious. And you have to do these like movements and everything. And then the last thing is you have to break a board. So it's like a flying kick. So you run and do like the Danielson flying kick and break the board. They never had us practice it in class. Like I had literally never done it up to this day. And the day before we were testing, everyone was like, yeah, all you have to do is just do a snap kick and break the board. It's no big deal. And, um, So I was like, but I've never done it before. And they're like, trust me, if you can do a snap kick, it's no big deal. So that morning we were going to go to Napa and James was still packing. And he was like, I think I feel like I should go to your, your belt thing. And I go, it's going to be really boring. And he's like, no, I feel like I'm a bad husband. If I don't go, I'm like, if you want to go come, it's going to be boring. So we get there. I do my moves with the kids. And then it comes to the snapping the board part. And we get in line and I don't want to go first. I want to see the kids do it first because I'm assuming they've done it before. So each of the kids snaps the board, no problem. I'm like, all right, well, this should be pretty easy. Well, the guy holding the board is like six foot seven and he sees me being very tall and he holds the board up to his fucking head. So first of all, that's a really high height for me to snap kick. So I run towards it full force. I leap into the air and I miss the board. And the whole crowd is like, oh, so then I do it again. I would have gone home. I could have just been like, I could have just been like, later. (laughs) So second time I missed the board. You only get three shots and then you don't get your belt. So this was the last time. So I was like, shit, I'm not going to get my belt. So I'm standing there and the master of the studio, who's this old Japanese guy who barely speaks any English, says, wait, like this, puts his hand up and says, wait. And everyone goes silent. And he steps out from behind the desk where he's sitting and he comes up to me and he grabs me by my shoulders and starts shaking me and says, you will break the board. (laughs) And I'm like, stunned. And he's like, are you going to break the board? And I'm like, yes, I'm going to break the board. And we just start like going, ah, ah, at each other, like for a few minutes. And he's like amping me up, right? You have never told me this story. No. So seriously, he's like, then he's like, break the board. And he like makes a slash mark at me or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to break the board. (laughs) So I run. At one point, I think I just closed my eyes. I ran as hard as I could and I flung my body up into the air. I don't even think I snap kicked. I think I just ran. And then when I got there, just threw the bottom half of my body into the air. I hear a snap and then all of a sudden lights out. 
I'm unconscious. I'm awoken to a room of people standing up, cheering and clapping hysterically. I mean, it was like, it was like I had just won a world championship. Why did you lose consciousness? So when I hit the board, because I was like basically parallel flying through the air, there was, I just went straight down like this. Onto your head? Onto my head. <laughs> did you hurt your neck or, your, or, or, or something? No. And in fact, when I, when I started to get up, I was like in disbelief that the board was broken because the, the big dude that looked like Kenny Powers was like holding the boards like this. And he, he was like, yay. And, and the master was yay. And people were cheering and screaming. And then in the background, I could just hear a single voice of a man laughing so hard. He was going to piss himself. (laughs) My my (laughs) beloved. Yes. So, how long were you out that nobody like came over? I think just a few <laughs> seconds. It's just a few seconds. I've probably oh. concussed myself a number of times. So if I become a murderer, um, you'll know why. But then when I got up, I just had this thought in my head: they broke the board for me. That I didn't break it myself. Do you know what I mean? But then when I walked back to my uh area to sit down I noticed that my foot was bleeding in purple so obviously in some form or fashion with the top of my foot I burst the the board but I just remember that James was like so upset for most of our trip to Napa that he did not record the event because he felt like we would be rich right now from YouTube views oh yeah you would you would do the concuss yourself kicking a board challenge (laughs) (laughs) but I mean that's an example of something that's funny that could be on the internet but I'm not saying hey now let's do the board breaking challenge where you don't catch yourself normally when you fall right I was telling you at the beginning of this podcast that the study of memes is a thing now it's called memetics and psychology today has an article and it says here that a meme is described as a unit of cultural information, whether it be an idea, behavior, or trend that spreads from one host's mind to another through imitation and replication. The word meme rhymes with gene and is simplified version of Greek word memia, meaning something which is imitated. When a meme moves from one mind to another, it can influence the host's thoughts and help propagate ideas. Memetics is the study of cultural information transfer, and the process of cultural information transfer from one mind to another depends on the duration of the meme's life, how well it can reproduce, and how accurately the meme can keep its original meaning through transmission. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. You know, we're not an advice show. But I hate to just come out here and say, there's all these horrible memes and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, the first thing I would say is when you see something crazy, because I don't even want to say too good to be true, because some people are totally bought into the idea that the fentanyl lace tape, it, it, it was not hard for them to believe, right? But whatever you see, that's a fearful thing or a challenge or something outside of the norm, don't just repost it. I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning of the story, but I had a coworker that was always telling me things in the morning that she had read on the internet. And I would just immediately go, that's not true. So like I came into the office one day and she was like, so what are you going to do on, I think it was like May 22nd. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, we're going to lose gravity for 20 seconds. That's right. You did talk about her. And we, we lost gravity last year on May 22nd, right? (laughs) Something like that. And then she was really a big environmentalist. And so she would come in and she'd be like, so by the year 2022, there's not going to be avocados or bananas. And I'm like, not true. Now I started reading articles about it and I have read things about how climate change is affecting where certain things grow and, and their viability. I mean, it's happening with wine, but that's another thing with these memes and stuff. They harm people's belief in certain things that are true. Like we are damaging our environment. 
But there's no reason to go to the extreme points that people are in memes. Keep it real, you know? Yeah. I'm also concerned about the memes that are going around where millions of people will answer questions designed to get your security answers. I'm amazed how many times it shows up in my newsfeed of people I know who answer these questions, you know? Mm -hmm. What's the best concert you've ever been to? What's the worst concert you've ever been to? Right. You know, which of these countries have you visited? And you're giving away, what's your favorite this? And your what's your favorite that? cat name? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you're giving away this information. And I've probably mentioned this before, but I'll tell you again, is somebody put on Facebook, what three words would you go back and tell your younger self? And I said, don't answer memes. <laughs> right. That's my advice I'd give my younger self. Don't answer memes. Like, imagine the wealth of information we've just given away to these Russians or whoever wants to hack into our stuff. Right. I think it's so quizzes, the quizzes. Yeah, those little quizzes, like, what did you know, what did you do with this? And what's your favorite that? And your cereal that you like the most and all these things, you know, and, and I know we don't give advice on this show, but I will give people this piece of advice. And you'll read about it in all kinds of places is the best thing you can do for your own security. Number one is not answer those questions. Okay, don't answer memes. Don't put everything about yourself on Facebook. Um, but also when you create a security question, always answer it wrong so that nobody who knows you would be able to guess it. So like, instead of your mother's maiden name, just make up another word, one that you always remember, right? right. But, but nobody would ever guess ever, ever, ever. Like your high school mascot, name another animal that was your high school mascot or whatever your favorite teacher's name was. Make up something that nobody would ever in a million years guess, but that you won't forget smartest thing you can do in terms of your own, yeah. because that's how you get hacked. People guess your security answers. And with the wealth of information about all of this that's out there, no matter if you're famous or not, people can find out so much about you online that they can guess your security answers. Just don't do it. Especially now that you, you're giving them your favorite movie, your best concert you ever, I mean, think about that. Your favorite movie is a security question and people list that out all the time. The ones that seem harmless are like, what's the best movie you've ever seen that other people hate? That's another way of saying, what's your favorite movie? So stop. Right, right. Huh. That's the point I was going to get to about these memes. Like, come on, be a responsible citizen. It's fine if you want to pass forward a funny meme or, or something innocuous, but if it's something that could cause people to panic or be afraid or do something stupid, think about it for a minute before you pass it forward. So that's what I would say. And then just research it. Maybe, maybe it turns out the people are putting fentanyl-laced things on people's cars. Then at least you did due diligence before you pass it forward continuing to perpetuate like falsehoods that that cause people to fear other people whether it be black people or or gay people or whatever you know 40 year old that's the thing this is not harmless people actually do get hurt and especially older adults are more likely to do all the meme stuff with passing things along that are false younger kids are the ones who do the challenge things and somebody ends up getting hurt and permanently hurt you know some people Mm-hmm. And the and the thing about the bird box driving thing. Plenty of people got hurt. There were plenty of injuries. And to me, having your car totaled or you be responsible for someone else's car getting totaled, that's not nothing. I get that nobody died, but that's still important. That still ruins their day. They're weak. They don't have a car. They have to get it repaired. It's like, this, this stuff matters, you know? I know our show is usually about death and destruction, but... I mean, real death and destruction, but this is destruction and it matters. Yeah. I mean, and, and the title of the show is Now Fear This, so it's almost quite apropos in the idea that we're all being encouraged by different sources to fear constantly. And fear does lead to anxiety and it leads people to do kooky things for sure. Yes. That's the thing too, right? Is ask yourself, what the person who's telling me this, what are they getting out of it? Yeah. The person who's challenging me to this or claiming this, Maybe it's just attention, but then, you know, don't give it to them. Just don't. I agree. You yeah. know, it's funny that thing you said about um, passwords. I feel like we're like, all of a sudden, we're all very eager to just give our passwords to people. I don't know why, but uh, right now, because we're all working from home, one of my coworkers slacked her password to the whole team. Now, I think she was meaning, it was just in her mind, and she was meaning to put her password into something else but she just accidentally slacked it to the whole team. It was clearly a password, right? It was yeah. like a nonsense phrase, but it had enough stuff in it. And oh, I just slacked her back and I was like, did you just have a stroke? Or did you just <laughs> slack the whole team your password? 
<laughs> and she started laughing. She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's my password. I'm like, you think that's what Trump tweeted when he tweeted the code fief thing or whatever? Like, probably, like, probably. <laughs> but you know, technology causes so many problems. The other day I was on a scheduling call and I needed to take another call. So I said, hold on, I'm just going to mute you guys for a minute. And I, I think I was just like brain dead or something. I muted them to me, but I did not mute me to them. Did I listen to your call? Yeah. So my account manager, everyone is texting me. My phone is going bananas, right? But I have it up against my ears to mute my phone. Like, I think they're all like worried I'm going to say something too. I shouldn't say, but like at one point my account manager got on Slack to make matters worse. She meant to Slack me personally to say, mute yourself, but in all caps on the general creative channel, she put in giant letters, mute yourself, exclamation point. To everyone? <laughs> to everyone. They're like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> so then it was like, she fucking lost her mind, right? And I'm still all blah, 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 really loud. Like nobody can even continue on the call. You know how badly I wish that when you answered that other call, that you'd said, God, you got me out of the worst fucking meeting. These right. people are the most boring right, right. assholes you've ever <laughs> Right. I mean, let's just put it this way. I said nothing in the call that was bad or that I would get fired for or whatever, but it was definitely not a call meant for my whole scheduling team to listen to. Right. And apparently I was talking very loudly too. So even if they wanted to just like continue with the meeting, <laughs> I was shattering their ears with the level of my voice. Doc, you but were there's, loud? There's this real sweet guy on our team. And for some reason, the mute yourself now, he thought he said he was listening to something loudly in his apartment. And he thought, shit, I'm projecting what I'm listening to, to the whole team and they can hear it. So he freaked out and he was like apologizing to everybody about how loud. God, look at what you did. You just set up a cascade. Of, like, yeah, I sent everybody into the whole company goes in a meltdown. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I do struggle with technology. I've, I've messed up a bunch of times with texting. Oh my God. You always are. You're doing that thing where you FaceTime call me. And I'm like, what are you doing? I know. I told you I accidentally do that all the time. <laughs> I mean, another time I was like upset that I think James had told me he was out of bed and he had gone to do an errand and I drove by the house to see if he like legitimately had left the house and his car was still there. So I was like going to bust him on a text, but the text happened to be with other people on it. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Are you, do you, do you reply all, all the time? Too? I don't know, man. I, I got to take a breath before I text or call anyone or do anything. I got to just take a breath, you know? Oh, any more advice you want to give about memes? Uh, no, no, just, uh, just don't pass stuff forward. That's stupid. Like don't let the internet disengage your brain. Right. Which is pretty much what it's assigned to do, isn't it? I think we talked about in one of our episodes, it might've been the QAnon episode where the whole racial violence that happened in Atlanta, was it Atlanta where the- The Proud Boy March, where all that stuff- Maybe that was um, Charlotte. I can't remember. Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Well, you know, if you, there's a couple of documentaries out there that if you watch, all the memes that encouraged both groups to come out to Charlottesville were from some meme- troll organization in russia oh yeah so so basically there's these troll farms that have identified certain beliefs within the american culture and they create fake websites and fake people on social media and they make memes constantly to stir up problems between people but as a, the way i use facebook is i just scroll through it mindlessly you know but i hardly ever like or pass things forward but I think it's just so common for us to just go like, 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 password, password, pass, you know. I just would say, think if it's something that's not promoting positivity, if it's causing violence or fear, that maybe you ought to think about it before you pass it on. That's all. That'd be great. The world would be a better place.
about yeah. this? Our, why don't we just change our default settings when it comes to Facebook memes? To just say, just assume if it's negative, it came from a Russian bot. Just assume that. We're all better off if we just assume something negative came from a Russian bot and that our default setting is that it's not real. We're all better off if we don't bother with it. You know, think about it. If there really were fentanyl murders via blue tape, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'd hear about it on the fucking news, you know? Yeah. It's an, it's an epidemic of blue tape murderers. We'd hear about it on the fucking The blue tape murderers. Blue well, tape. and also, I mean, some of this stuff defies logic. I know I told you that I read there were a couple of examples where somebody sat on a needle. But like, how many times do you walk into a movie theater and you don't like look down at the seat before you sit down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then are you just like launching into that seat? <laughs> like maybe, maybe you, you just don't launch yourself into the movie seat and yeah. it's better off. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, gosh, if the needle is sticking straight up too, like, I don't know, it seems like I wouldn't just sit on a needle that's, taped up in a chair maybe if it was laying down flat i don't know an awful lot of trouble for somebody to go to i mean we just talked about the halloween candy thing you know people don't actually go around poisoning halloween candy it's not a thing it's never even been a thing it's never been a thing you know but we still have this thing where we believe it yeah like what kind of rundown movie theater are you going to as well like don't they clean in between showings so i'm just saying like Like somebody's going to sneak into a movie theater while it's dark, tape an AIDS needle to the chair and then run away. Oh yeah. Right before you who are always late to your, to, to your seat, finally sit in it. I don't know. I kind of feel like the, the only place I can imagine someone would like sit on a needle is like a porn theater. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You ready to wrap this up? Let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening to Now Fear This on our meme talk today. And thank you for joining us. Yeah. We have next week a special Halloween Halloween Thanksgiving theme. Yeah. Brutal, brutal crimes on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, go to our website, subscribe there, fearthispodcast.com for life-changing content. It will change your life. I'd hate for you to miss out on it. I believe there used to be porn theaters and that people would go to them. Yeah, but so like the porn theaters were always dark and they ran 24 hours. Do you know what I'm saying? And uh, they never cleaned them. That's the only thing I could think of is porn theater. Don't think of porn theaters ever for any reason. Just don't think of them. I'm going to make a meme about needles being in the seats at porn theaters. And then if anyone's smart, they'll go, there aren't porn theaters anymore. You can just rent them. People will press forward on that. They will. Oh, the world's coming to an end. People are putting needles and semen-filled needles in porn theater seats. I got pregnant from a... From Stephen. From Stephen.